Hi, this is Blake Andrews, lead pastor at Victory World Outreach Denton, Texas. This is our podcast, and we're so glad that you came to check it out today. I hope this message encourages you and inspires you to do great things for God. More than this, so if you see me, it's, I'm not trying to be cool. I'm trying to stay healthy. So everybody's like, you know, especially like you walk out the bathroom and someone just went like this and then want to shake your hand, I'm like, amen. And that's why you see me grabbing hand sanitizer all the time. So anyways, a lot of people sick and a lot of people traveling. So I started thinking about traveling. And um, how many have been out of the country? Let me see your hand. Been out the country? All right. Uh, How many have ever lost something traveling? I was um, coming back from from the States, going to Costa Rica. Uh, my wife and I and our family uh, served as missionaries, if anybody that some people don't know, for 10 years in Costa Rica. So we, were getting, we got an offering here, and we were taking some money back to the States or back to Costa Rica to buy some, I believe it was sound equipment. And I was going through the Atlanta airport and had to go to the bathroom before we uh, got on board and, and loaded up the plane. And um, I had gotten an offering for $2,000. And this was about 15 years ago. That's how many know that's a lot of money today. No? Oh, talk to you if that's not a lot of money for you. Amen. Let's talk after church. Amen. Because we could use some, some, from some of your money. Amen. If that's not a lot. That's a lot of money to me. So it's 2000 bucks in my pocket. And, we, and we, got, we got up in the air. And how many have ever reached for your wallet and it wasn't there? But how many have ever reached for your wallet 35,000 feet in the air? The feeling that you have when you reach for your wallet and it's not there is multiplied. 35 times when you're 35,000 feet in the air. And I realized that my wallet was not with me. And I literally almost went and grabbed the, the bag that's in front of the seat because I felt like throwing up as soon as I realized I left that money in the airport in Atlanta. And I wasn't going back. It's a horrible feeling, right? And uh, so God provided. God made a way after that with that money. But I lost that $2,000. And my, and my uh, license and card, uh, you know, debit card and everything, and then whoever grabbed my wallet was not only dishonest to take the wallet and take the money, which would have been one thing, they went and spent about $3,000 on the debit card, on gas and all kinds, went to Best Buy and had lots of fun. So anyways, that was fun fixing that from Costa Rica. But how many know there's something actually even worse than that? Believe it or not, there's something worse, and it is when you lose your passport, Especially if you're trying to go into another country. So I've got my passport here today, and I want to preach this morning on do you have your passport for 2020? Okay? Do you have your passport for 2020? How many know that no matter how much money you have, you cannot get into a country without this? You can't. doesn't matter how famous you are, how well-known you are, how much money you have, how, how, how much charisma you have. If you don't have this, you cannot get into a country. So anytime we've ever traveled, my wife knows that I'm very adamant about saying this saying. We can forget everything. We can forget our luggage. We can forget our wallet. We can forget it. We cannot forget our passports. Because everything else doesn't matter if you don't get into the country you're going to, Right? There's 195 countries in the world. And how many have visited them all? Let me see if you've visited them all. How many would like to visit them all? How many have, would, have, would have that as a goal? Right? That'd be kind of cool. It'd be kind of fun. Well, we, I have a friend named Richard Montez who's a very good friend of uh, Paul and Brenda's for many years that I met through them. And he's been to 55 countries. And that's only a fourth of the countries. That 55 is a lot. And I started thinking about all the countries that I've been to. So I've been to Costa Rica, obviously, many times. Mexico, El Salvador, England, the Netherlands, Czech Republic, 
Poland, Belgium, Dubai, Kenya, the Democratic Republic of the Congo, and Texas. How many know Texas is a country? Amen. How many have been to that country? All right. So I started thinking about all those countries and, and how important it is to have a passport. So I want, I, want to, I want to take you through this because as Pastor Mario mentioned at prayer, and I want to ask this question, how many believe that God's got some awesome stuff for us in 2020? Let me see your hands. Do you believe God's got some awesome stuff? You guys aren't quite as enthusiastic over here. Let me see over here. How many believe God's got some awesome stuff for us in 2020? Yeah? Like he has some good plans, right? Well, we can't get there without this. Okay, and I just want to kind of go over something this morning, and we're going to start in John 10, verse 10, sorry, verse 1, and we're going to read through 10. I want you to read this with me. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way. Now, this is interesting. Jesus is speaking here. This is red letter in the Bible, and he's, he's making a statement here that there is a door. Now, we're talking about going to another country this morning. How many understand this morning that one day we're all going to travel to another land, to another place called eternity? Does everybody understand that? Nobody's exempt from that. We're all going there, whether we want to or not. We're going to spend eternity somewhere. And Jesus made it clear that there's something that we need to get into that place that he has gone and prepared for us. So he's talking about that here, and he's making a statement that there are other ways to get in in people's minds he says you might climb up uh some other way but he says those people are a thief and a robber okay let's look at what he says then but he who enters by the door say the door the door we didn't say a door say the door okay is the shepherd of the sheep To him, the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hears his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee for him, for they do not know the voice of of strangers. Now watch this. This gets very, very serious here. Jesus used this illustration to talk to the people, but they didn't understand the things which he spoke to them. So he makes it a little clearer. Jesus says, again, most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door. Amen? I love that Jesus can be bold like that. Like we're supposed to humble ourselves and not be prideful. Jesus can be prideful. He is the door. Amen. He is the I am. He says, I am the door. Amen. True? He says, I am the door. And he says, I am the door of the sheep. Now, some of y'all are like, why are you calling me a sheep? Well, it's better than a goat. Okay, I didn't write the Bible. You're either a sheep or a goat. Better to be a sheep. And all who, all, watch this, all whoever came before me are thieves and robbers. There are people who try to say that they're the door. People that say they're the way. And Jesus says, but he, he, the sheep did not hear them. Let's finish up in 9 and 10. But I am the door, he says again. If anyone, how many anyone's do I have in here? <clears throat> enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out 
and find pasture. Verse 10. The thief does not come, you might recognize this verse, but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. That's Jesus' words this morning. Amen. So it's important that we understand as we go into 2020, do I really believe, and only you can answer that and only I can answer that, do I really believe Jesus is the door? That he is the only way to get to God. Amen. There's something that I was reading uh, this week about passports. They're, they're always coming out with new stuff. Like, for example, they got the global entry now where if you travel a lot, then you can, you can go do this stuff online and you have a different line that you go to. And every time we travel, we're always jealous of those people because they go past everybody else. But this global entry and they're always trying to make one world passport and they're always trying to do different things. And, and now they're saying, I read this straight off the internet, it said uh, more than ever, you're going to need a real ID for domestic travel. How many know there's a lot of fake IDs? How many know there's a lot of fake Christians? Right? Not everybody who says they're a Christian is a Christian. But he says, he says real ID. For, you have to have real ID. For, so God, God knows if we have a real passport. God knows if we have a real genuine belief in who he is. I can't speak for you, but I believe that Jesus, as John 14, 6, is, 6 says, is the, is the way, is the truth, and is the life. And no one goes unto the Father except through him. Does anybody else believe that? Amen? How many believe that statement? He's the way, he's the truth, he's the life. No one goes to heaven but through him. How many know there's a lot of people making a lot of different ways today, but how many are thankful you found the way? Now, the reason we believe this is because Jesus can back up his statements. Right? He can back it up. Lots of people have made statements, and a matter of fact, a lot of the deities and gods that have existed in, in our history have made statements, but no one has ever been able to talk after the grave. But Jesus is able to do that, because he went over there and he came back. Amen? Jesus said also through his word in Philippians 3.20, our citizenship is in heaven from which we also eagerly await for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. So really, all of us are not part, we're not Texans or Americans or, or even world citizens. If we're believers this morning, we are what? Citizens of heaven. Amen? Amen? And this is just a place that we're preparing our lives to go to, which is eternity. So I want us to kind of think about that this morning, and I want to give you just a couple of verses. Some of you might be saying, well, this is kind of obvious. Don't we know that Jesus is Lord, and don't we know he's the way, the truth, and the life? Well, that's what I want to make sure of, because isn't it obvious that you have a passport? But if you don't take it with you, it doesn't matter. You can't get to, to the gate at, at security in any airport and say, officer, um, I'm going to go to another country, and I just need you to trust me and believe me that I have a passport. It doesn't work that way. And you could even say, hey, look in the computer, and they might find that you have a passport. But if you don't have it on you, it doesn't mean anything. So I want us to think about this. A a kind of as we do today, I'm going to hit a nerve for a second. Kind of as we do today, when we, how many walk around anywhere and you, and you do, like as a guy, okay, I can only speak for a guy because I've never wore a purse. You, you put your hand here. Now, I put my hand in my front. Some guys put their hand in the back because they want to grab their wallet. But I learned a bunch of years ago to put it in my front, partly for my back. And secondly, because it's, easy, it's tougher to get stolen there. Once you've been to other countries, you put it in the front. So you can sw swing at them when they try to grab it, right? So how many have ever walked around and went, like as you're walking, okay, phone, wallet, phone, wallet. Am I talking to anybody here? 
I don't know what y'all ladies do, how you check where it's at and all that. But for guys, it's like, and it's a horrible feeling when you realize, oh, no, I don't have it. Right? And so what would happen if we started thinking that way about our walk with the Lord? Is Jesus with me right now? Am I, am I, am I taking him with me? Am I leaving the house? And they go, oh, I haven't prayed. Ooh, I haven't read the word today. Ooh, I haven't got my heart. I haven't thought, man, God, God how can you use me today, right? It's the same way. And, the, and one of the things we're really good at grabbing today is our phones, right? Remember when I mentioned a while back about how many times we pick it up every day and put it down? And, and how it's just kind of part of us today? This is, I want us to get our hearts this way where we're thinking about, do I have my passport? Do I have my spiritual passport? Here's two key verses. We're going to look at Romans 5, 8, and 9. I want you to ask yourself this question. Do you believe this? But God demonstrates his own love toward us that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. Okay? Much more than having now been justified by his blood, watch this, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Amen? A lot of people don't like to talk about wrath Right, that's in the Bible, or punishment, or 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 things that aren't aren't nice. But that's what's waiting for people who don't believe in Jesus Christ, who reject His salvation. And so He's saying here, you have to believe. But here's the thing: we buy a passport, and we have to fill a lot of paperwork out for a passport. But this passport for salvation is free. Amen. How many understand that? This is important. You can't buy the passport with the Lord. You can only accept it. You can only receive it. He says, while we were sinners. Is anybody in here as thankful as I am that Jesus loved me when I was a sinner? Is anybody else thankful for that? That he didn't wait until I got everything together to, to love me? He says, while I was still a sinner, Christ died for me. And this is totally different than a lot of religious beliefs that are taught today where we, and I say this all the time, where we're trying to, to like get it all together and get our life all cleaned up and then come to God and then he'll accept us. God says, I'm going to accept you just like you are. I'm going to take you just like you are. I'm gonna, I died for you just like you are. I want you just like you are. And then once you come in and, and we become partners, then I'm going to start working on you. Then I'm going to start making you that person that I want you to be. But we cannot do anything to get this except accept it. Okay? And, it's, and it comes simply by believing that he died for us while we were sinners and that his blood has saved us from his wrath. Amen? Here's another verse, 1 Corinthians 15, verses 3 to 7. Now, again, you might say, come on, pastor, this is really elementary. This is simple stuff. I want to make sure that you've got the simple stuff. I want to make sure for what I believe God wants to do for you in 2020 that, you're, that you don't forget about the most important thing, which is the passport. Okay? How many are following me? You can get to the airport and forget everything else, even your luggage. You can get more stuff when you get there. You can figure out how to get money. All that stuff can happen, but you cannot go anywhere without this. And so we're not going to go anywhere in 2020 to do something great for God, to see God move in our lives if we don't have this. And this is the verses I'm telling you here. I delivered you, here he says, first of all, that, that which I also received. So Paul is saying, I'm telling you what they told me. And today I'm telling you what the Bible tells me. And if the Lord tarries 50 years, in 50 years somebody else will be telling what the Lord told them. And that's exactly how the gospel got here today. We're telling others what the Lord has told us. He says, I'm just delivering what I received. Then this is it. That Christ died for our sins according to what people think. 
What is it? According to the scriptures. Okay, that's key. And that he was buried. And, say and. And that he rose again the third day. According to the scriptures. Okay? So we believe that he died. We believe he was buried. And we believe he rose from the dead. That's our passport. Okay? If you don't believe that, you don't have a passport. And, and you, you could start growing in all kinds of things and learning all kinds of things. And none of that matters if you don't believe this. Some people are so theologically uh, uh, advanced that they, they, they can quote scriptures night and day back and forth. They know more of the Bible than a lot of people, but they don't know Jesus. Right? That's the passport. That's somebody, that's, uh, that's somebody going, and this is, this is a, a, like a thought. If someone was going to Paris, for example, and they had been there before, but they didn't take their passport this time, and they may have, the first time they went, like when you go in, you get stamps and stuff, and they're saying, but I've been stamped, I've been there before. If they don't have it on them at that moment, it doesn't matter if they've been there before. Some people have experienced God before, but their pa- passport's not valid now. Right? It doesn't matter what happened in the past. We're talking about 2020. We're talking about what's coming up. So then look what he says. Then he, according to the scriptures, he was seen by Cephas, then by the 12. After that, he was seen by over 500 brethren at once, and of whom the greater part remain to the present, but some have fallen asleep. That means they died in Christ. They, were, they, they died and went to, to eternity. And after that, he was seen by James, and then by all of the apostles. How many believe that? How many believe Jesus died, was buried, and rose again? Amen? That's your passport. That you can't leave that at home. You can't forget that. You can't get caught up in other things. That's the most important thing for us this morning. And so here's the thing I want to finish with. Passports expire. The passport that I have in my hand right now is expired. This is my old passport. And and a lot of people treat God and the walk with God Kind of like we treat a passport or a license or whatever. Now, I'm not going to lie. I think, I think I look a lot younger in this passport. I think I look a lot better because this is like 20 years ago. So I was, my face was a little thinner and I had more hair. So I like this one better. So I might, and I always joke about this. I don't know if this drives Carla nuts or every time I go up to show my ID, I always tell the person I, I look a lot better in person. Just joking with them. And most of the time they look at me to appease me and say, oh, yeah, you do. And I thank them. But it's just conversation, right? I feel like I look better in person. You got to be nice to those people, right? Because they're the ones that can let you in or out. And so this is expired. And so I, I could stand before God today and I could say, look, God, look at my passport. Look, I've been, I've been to Costa Rica and Kenya and Congo. And I went and preached over there and I did all this for you. And I started a ministry there and this. And I could just show him all these pages. And he's like, yeah, that's great. But look, it's expired. You're, you're living in the past. It doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. This passport is as nice as it is, and, 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 and I kept it because it's got all those stamps in there. And this is the vaccine from the Congo, which Pastor Ben Musa told me we don't even need. <laughs> he said, this is a moneymaker. He's like, they ask you to get all these vaccines. I got shot all these times and spent all this money and got there, and he's like, you don't need that. That's great to find out after, huh? So all these things are memories, you know, and, I, and, and we went to Czech Republic one time. Poland was like 40 miles away, like as far as Oklahoma. I'm like, let's go to Poland so I can say I've been there, right? Don't you do that when you're traveling? Go to another country, step over the line. But none of this means anything today. 
Like this is all great stuff, but what I'm trying to get you to understand is, is what are you doing to step into 2020? How, how, how is your life today? It doesn't matter if you believed. It didn't, doesn't matter if you did. It doesn't matter if you were. What matters is who are you and what are you going to do in 2020? And is your passport renewed? Is your passport valid? Amen? There's a lot of things that happen in that. And I started thinking about that with spiritual things. 2 Corinthians 13.5 says that we should do something that we have to do with this passport. If I, if I went and traveled uh, last month, or this month, actually, we're still in December, to Costa Rica with my wife uh, to see her family and to get some dental work done for her, if I'd have grabbed this passport, I would have stayed here. And she'd have gone on by herself because this one doesn't matter. This one doesn't do anything. It's, it's expired. So I have to grab the right one. So I don't know about y'all, but before I travel anywhere, I'm always making sure I've got that passport in front of my eyes so I don't forget it. And he says, examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. To me, that's where we're checking to say, to make sure it's valid and not expired. To make sure there's nothing, uh, you know, that I'm lining up with the rules of this passport. That I'm lining up. How many know if you've got some kind of arrest or, or you've got some kind of problems with the law, you either can't get a passport or they're not going to let you in or out of the country. Right? How many know that's a scary thing? You've seen times where someone's going into another country and there's that place that nobody wants to go that my wife would get stuck going to a lot which is the place where they go and interrogate you because for a long time her birthday was off from her passport. Every single time we came into the States, they took her into the room to interrogate her, to ask her, to make her wait, to ask her questions. And it's a scary thing when you're in the terminal. And by the way, that's why I don't like airports because terminal for an airport, why would you want to be anywhere that's terminal? Right? It's not even the name's good. So you don't want to stay there very long. And so we're there hanging out in the airport, and all of a sudden they take her off to check her passport and everything. I know there's nothing wrong with her, but the fact of us going on to the next destination is in the, is in the hands of that person. And that's a little scary. I remember going to the Congo and, and them telling me all these stories. Listen, if you're ever going to have, if you're going, if someone's going to travel, don't tell them stories. Because it makes it worse. Like, like they, it makes you scared. They used to tell me, well, when you go to the Congo, they can just stop you for anything. They can just detain you for whatever. And I'm like, oh, that sounds like a lot of fun, you know. And you go and you're scared and, and you're worried that they can just stop you for whatever. And that one of these was this. If you don't have your yellow card, you're in trouble. You can get stopped. So those kind of things scare you. How many know the devil tries to scare us sometimes? The devil tries to say stuff that's not true. The devil tries to lie to us. That thing said there, he's, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. How many people in this place have, have been delivered by something, by Jesus? Amen. Look at around this place. Been delivered by Jesus of some kind of addiction, some kind of problem, some kind of... And, and the devil tries to tell you right now, it's 2019's in, and you're not free from that. You, 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 you might fall into that again, or you might make some mistakes again. See, the devil likes to talk about our past. As I'm closing here, I want you to begin to start thinking about the future. Okay? We cannot live. Let's leave that verse up there for a second. We cannot live in the past. There's nobody I would rather talk to less about the things of God than somebody who tells me all the stories of the thing that's happened 20 years ago. And some people that I know of and I've talked to over the years, they only have one story. Don't raise your hand, but I know you know somebody like that. They have one story, and every time you talk to them, it's the same story again. I'm thinking, I want to hear a new story. 
Amen. Do you have anything else in there? You know, I, and what is that? I'm not trying to be mean, but I believe that God wants to have lots of stories and fresh stories and new stories. How many believe God wants to do some new stories in your life? Some new miracles, some new awesome things. And that's why I want us to look into 2020 because we can't, we can't live in that. I can't live in the past experiences. They're great. They're, they're things that I learned from, and, but they don't, they don't, they're, in, they're expired. I've got to renew my vision for 2020, and I've got to have something fresh. I've got to believe that God is going to do something powerful. And so he says, examine yourselves to whether you're in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless indeed you are disqualified. So we can be disqualified. Disqualified. We can get out of good standing with our passport. We can, it can expire. It can be voided. It, so we have to keep it uh, f- uh, renewed. We have to keep it valid. And that comes with a daily walk with the Lord. Amen. That comes with, with us uh, understanding that our attitude determines our altitude. How many believe that this morning? Because here's the thing. If I could see the cloud over your heads this morning, we all have, right now, we all have a vision for 2020. Some of you might say, well, I, don't have, I don't know how much, I haven't even thought about 2020. You do. You have a vision. We might not even know it, but you do. You have a vision, and it's either positive or it's negative. You're either going into 2020 saying, oh, this is just another year. You're going into 2020 thinking, man, I had a lot of problems last year. It's just going to be the same thing. 1159 is going to go to 1201, and it's just another day. Or you're going in and you're saying, listen, this year had some ups. This year had some downs. But I'm going into 2020 believing for some awesome things for God to move in my life, to see some miracles, to see some change, to see some growth. I'm going to see God do some awesome things in my life this year. That's your attitude. I don't know which one you have, but I hope you have the second one. Because your attitude determines your altitude. Let me finish with the story. Numbers 13. Don't go there for time. It's the whole chapter. But how many know the story of Joshua and Caleb? God is saying, I want you to go in to the, to the Israelites, into the promised land. And he says, I'm going to send 12 men. And he says, I want you all to go in there. There was one man from each tribe. And he says, I want you to go in there. And I want you to tell me what you see. And the 12 men go. And 10 of those men came back and said, we see giants. We see giants. You know, you know why a lot of us don't really grow in the Lord the way God wants us to grow? is because we can't look past the giants. We can't understand that, and this is going to help somebody this morning, we can't understand that in our walk with God, there are going to be some things we don't understand. Am I talking to anybody real in here? There are going to be some obstacles in front of us that we don't understand. Things that we can't fix. I just preached a few weeks ago about stop trying to do what only God can do. Hope that helps somebody. We have got to understand that my dad was, I was talking to my dad yesterday in the hospital as he's, as he's there nonstop 24-7 with my mom. What a great example, right, of just staying with her and just trusting God in, in times of difficulty. Right now my, my mom is, is, is pretty much just sleeping because they're doing some tests on her brain. She's been having a lot of uh, uh, seizures. And this is a tough time for my dad. He was in the hospital last year. I think about Veronica all the time that you have with your mom in the hospital. You know, there's some, there, there's some good things, bad, sorry, bad things that happen to good people. Life in, in, in general is a roller coaster. And it doesn't change because you're a believer. You still have ups and you still have downs. Some people like the ups and some people like the downs. If you get on a roller coaster, how many know you're going to have both? You don't get on a roller coaster and go around a circle. That's a train. Right? If you go on a roller coaster, you're going to expect some ups and you're going to expect some downs. Life is full of that. 
And these guys came back and they said, they said, all we see is giants. There, there's nothing there. We just see giants. We cannot take this land. And God had, how many have ever heard of a promise? How many know God keeps his promises? The Bible says his promises are yes and amen. And so he keeps his promises. And God said, I've got some promises for you in that promised land. He said it's a promised land. But those ten men came back and said, we see giants. Joshua and Caleb came back. Look at the difference in attitude. And they said, we see promise. We see a land flowing with milk and honey. And they were able to see beyond the giants and see the promise. So what are you seeing this morning? What, what are you, you've got your passport, and we're heading into 2020. This Wednesday, church, we're going to have a service this Wednesday night, January 1st, and we're going to pray. How many know there's no better way to start off a year than in prayer? Can I, can I, let me ask that again. How many know there's no better way to start off a year than in prayer? No better way. So, so January 1st is Wednesday, and we're going to have our regular service at 7 o'clock. We're going to have some praise and some worship, and we're going to pray. And not only are we going to pray, we're going to pray as a fellowship all around the world. And then this Sunday coming up, we're going to start. This is going to be our first Sunday of the year. We're going to start a 21-day prayer and fasting. Amen? Get excited about that because I'm telling you, that's what, that's what helps us see the fruit and the victories. And, and for the last two years, we've done this twice a year and I, and I want honest hearts. How many have seen miracles in these 21-day fasts? Amen. Look around. Supernatural things that have happened financially, maritally, physically, our church growth, uh, people getting saved, people getting delivered, uh, family members coming in and getting saved, God blessing people with things. We've seen so much, and it's not by accident. It's because we've said we're going to take these 21 days, and we're going to pray, and we're going to fast. And it's not just food, by the way can be social media. I'm just going to tell you, some of y'all need to fast social media. That one hit me back from that side. Y'all need to fast social media. I feel like it's a little heavier over there. I don't know. Right? We definitely need to fast some food. Not fast food. Fast some food. But whatever the Lord puts on your heart, we'll start that next Sunday and we'll go 21 days as a fellowship. And I, I was challenging the church in Costa Rica how neat that is to be a part of something worldwide. Thousands and thousands of people around the world praying together for a 2020 that's going to bring God glory. So do you have your passport? Here's the last question or a verse I want to put up. Philippians 3.10. This is the key. That I may know him, not know about him, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. How many like the power of his resurrection part? But that power of his sufferings, sorry, the fellowship of his sufferings isn't quite so fun. But, but you're going to have both. And when you realize that when you suffer and when you struggle and when you go through something that's difficult in your life, you are sharing and fellowshipping with what Jesus went through for us. So I, I have a lot of expectation for 2020. And I said this in the first service, and I just want to say it to you guys because I like to be real with you and honest with you always and open. There was a few years ago before, we, before God blessed us with this building and, and this property and, and, and all the stuff that he's doing now where I got to a place where I was just comfortable. 
I was just like, you know, we're just going to maintain. God was trying to get me to step out and make some new steps of faith. And I was like, nah, we're good. And I'm, I'm thankful that he pushed me. How many are thankful that God pushes you and makes you uncomfortable sometimes? If we're ever going to see miracles and amazing things in our lives, God's going to push us out of our comfort zone. Some of you in here are believing for things in your family this year. You're believing for things in your marriage. You're believing for things in your finances. You're believing for things in your physical body, in your church, in your ministry. Those things aren't going to happen without sacrifice. They're not going to happen without some setbacks. But as long as we have this, we're good. We're good. As long as we got the passport in our hands, we're good. We got that entrance. That's all that matters. Nothing else matters but the passport that I get in. That on that last day when I stand before the Lord, I hear those words, enter in, good and faithful servant. How many want to hear those words? Amen. I know I do. Amen. If you got your passport, if you believe that he died on the cross for your sins, he was buried and he rose again, then you've got your passport. Father, I thank you for your word this morning. Thank you for this congregation, God, of people who are here from all walks of life, all places, all backgrounds different things they're going through today and, and you're still the same God. You're, you're, you're a way maker where there seems to be no way. You're a promise keeper. You're, you're, you're everything we need this morning, God, to see a, a life change, to see hope in 2020. Father, we want to finish this year strong and that's why we're having this message. We want to make sure that as we go into 2020, we're ready for the blessings. We're ready for the, for the obstacles. We're ready for the battles. We're ready for the fruit that I know that you're going to bring. I do believe by faith, God, this is going to be the greatest year we've ever had. The greatest year of growth, the greatest year of multiplication, the greatest year of favor. And I, and I trust that this morning, God, because I'm not looking at what I can see. I'm looking at what I believe. I believe the scriptures. I believe your word. I believe that you change lives. And this morning, as their heads are bowed and eyes are closed, we're going to pray in just a moment. We're going to have a few minutes to just open up the altar and just spend some time in the presence of God and thank Him for this year. Thank Him for all His blessings. Thank, you, thank Him for all the tests we've been through. Thank Him for all the growth. But before we do, the most important thing, the reason this church exists, is to make sure everyone in this place has their passport. Everyone in this place is ready to meet the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Every single person here has Jesus Christ as Lord of their life. How many in this place this morning would be honest with God? This is between you and the Lord. It's not about uh, pleasing your family members or me or anybody else. It's about you and God and that relationship that you have and you saying, Lord, I, I want to make sure that you're Lord of my life this morning. I want to make sure that my passport is valid, that my passport is sealed with your blood, that I'm ready to stand before the living God and covered in redemption and forgiveness this morning. How many in this place would say, Pastor, I'm, I'm not ready. I don't have my passport. I don't know if I died today where I'd spend eternity. And, and, and you want to know and you want to be saved and you want, you want a passport this morning. You want to have no doubts. How many in this place would be honest from front to back and side to side and just say, Pastor, lift me up. Here's my hand. Pray for me. I see your hand. God bless you. How many more? All over this place. I don't have the passport, but I want to be saved this morning. I want to make sure that Jesus Christ is Lord of my life. Maybe you're here 
and, and, and you're in that place that I mentioned a little while ago where you've got your passport, but it, maybe it's expired. Maybe there was a time in your life where you really knew God, where you really believed, where you were really strong, where you were really seeing God move, and for whatever reason, you've kind of let that passport expire, and you've kind of said, you know, maybe you're done with me, God. Maybe you don't have anything else for me. And today you want to renew your passport. Today you want to get it right. Today you want to make sure it's valid. And the Holy Spirit speaking to you. Would you just let the Lord know that's you today? Would you just lift your hand and say, that's me. I just need to get some things right. I just need to put some things in order. Amen. God bless you. I see your hand. I see your hand. God bless you. How many more? I just need to get some things right. God bless you. I was there. That was me. That was me when I... When I gave my life to the Lord 27 years ago, I was, I was expired. My passport was expired. And I knew what was right, and I, I needed someone to challenge me. And I, I got that passport renewed, and I've been renewing it ever since. Today, the thing that's so awesome about God is His redemption and His mercy and His love, His power and His grace. Amen. If you'd stand to your feet this morning all over this place, I want to ask you to just prepare your hearts. You know, you go back to that scripture that said, examine yourselves. Make sure you're in the faith. That's going and making sure you got your passport and you've got it in your pocket and you've got it wherever you need it. Because you've got to have it with you and don't leave Jesus on the shelf. Take him with you everywhere and have that same mentality about your wallet and your cell phone that you do about that with Jesus. And make sure I'm taking Jesus with me. Amen? Everywhere I go. There, there's something about letting people know I, I, I stand up here this morning to let everybody know I'm not ashamed of Jesus I love him he's my savior I, I can't wait till that day I get to stand in a stadium someday I want to stand in a stadium and preach Jesus I've been in some good opportunities but I, I would love to have a microphone in a stadium that's the, how, many, how many believe that's the way we should be with our faith not ashamed don't care what anybody else thinks amen he's, he's real you know, we clap for the Cowboys, although we haven't had much to clap for. We clap for teams, amen. We clap for singers and actors and, and all these things. And that's why so much more we clap for Jesus because he's done everything for us. Amen. We're going to open up these altars. If you raised your hand and you need to rededicate your life this morning, you need to renew your passport, make that business with God today. Amen. Renew your vows. Last year, Carl and I renewed our marriage vows. And we told each other again, we still love each other. We st we're still in love. Do that with the Lord frequently. Say, Lord, I want to renew my vows. I want to make sure. There's nothing wrong with every day saying, Lord, I want you to know I believe. I want you to know I believe you died on that. I say it all the time. Lord, I believe you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you rose from the dead. I believe you're coming back again. There's something about that renovation in your spirit that keeps your mind right and your heart right about the things of God. So let's open up the altars. Let's find, some pl find a place to pray at your seat or at the altars. And let's just spend some time. And maybe you want to just thank God for this year. Maybe you want to thank God for that the year's over. Whatever you want to pray for, the altars are open. I want to pray with you. I want to agree with you. A leader, a pastor will pray with you this morning. Whether you're renewing or you're thanking or you're praying for a family member, let's find a place at the altar this morning. Thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more messages, please subscribe to our podcast channel. And if you like it, consider rating it and sharing it with your friends. For more content from VWO Denton, 
Go to our website at vwotexas.com.